Hey, hey, friend. It is Thursday, and because it's Thursday, that means that we have a Bible study breakdown episode coming at you today, and we are in the book of Psalms. Let me just back up here, though, for a second. If you are a new listener, which, praise God, we have so many new listeners here on the podcast Every Thursday, we do a Bible study breakdown episode where we are moving through the Bible in chronological order, taking a verse or a passage from each of the books and doing an entire episode on that passage and understanding how does this practically apply to our daily lives, to our faith, to our business, to our motherhood. And today is the book of Psalms, which if you are not familiar, the book of Psalms is a massive book. Like I'm pretty sure it's actually the biggest book in the Bible. I could be wrong, but I'm like 98% sure that it is the biggest book in the Bible. It has 150 different chapters. And so when I realized that, oh my goodness, this is Psalms week on the podcast, I was a little intimidated. I'm like, Lord, there's 150 chapters and like 10 times more verses than that what? How how are you? It's like finding a needle in a haystack. Like, how are you going to bring one specific word of clarity to the podcast episode this week? But because he is so faithful, he always delivers. And I'm excited to bring you this word today. We're going to dive into the book of Psalms specifically, almost like a little bit of a, of a warning in our business is really how this episode is playing out. I'm going to share with you a mistake that I'm seeing all the time in the online coaching space, a mistake that I actually started out making myself. It's something that I have learned from the Lord has lovingly called my heart away from that mistake and back into um, submission and surrender to him. But it's a mistake that I'm seeing often. And it's something that I want to bring to your attention um, and see if it's something that resonates with you so that you can make sure that you are staying on the right path with your business Um, Because we are building kingdom businesses here. We don't want to just build any kind of business. We don't want to just collect a paycheck and like, you know, (laughs) brush the dirt off and and call it a day. We want to make an impact in the world. And I saw someone say that um, they believe that we have never been more positioned in the entire history of humanity than we are right now to bring the gospel to all the nations. I mean, think about it. We are building businesses online Most of you listening here are on Instagram, utilizing Instagram as a platform to spread the message about your business and also the message about Jesus. How like, like we've, we've never been better positioned to bring the gospel to every corner of the world and still be able to be home for supper or to be home with our little ones at night. Like social media allows us to do that, but social media can also be a really tempting place, which Which brings me to the conversation today. Please do not make this one mistake in your online coaching business as a Christian mom entrepreneur. Let's do it. Hey mama, welcome to Bibles, Babies, and Business. Are you ready to start an online biz, quit your nine to five, and stay home with your kids? Are you up late at night Googling online business ideas, how to market myself, and how to get my first paying client? Do you have lots of ideas but feel overwhelmed when trying to figure out which ones to focus on so you can move your business forward? Hey there, I'm Cammie. I'm a Christian, a wife, and a soon-to-be mom. 
A few years ago, I too felt drained by my day job and wished I could find a way to make money online. I wanted time freedom and the financial freedom to be a stay-at-home mom, but imposter syndrome kept creeping in and telling me, you could never make enough money doing that. And what if you do try and you fail? But then I discovered how to build an online coaching business from home. In this podcast, you'll find biblical principles for the Christian entrepreneur, online marketing tips to help you start and build an online coaching business from home, and a whole lot of mom life because we're doing it all with a baby on our hip. So grab your Bible, snuggle your baby, and let's build your business because you were made for this. So when I started my online coaching business, I need to just be straightforward with you. I was a very lukewarm Christian. Like, I don't really ever remember a time in my life where I wasn't a believer necessarily. Like, I remember being a very young, young girl and my parents took us to church. Like, we did the summer Bible camps or vacation Bible study is what what it was called when I was growing up. We went to church on Sunday. Like, I was sitting in sermons when I was a very little, little girl. So I don't necessarily ever remember time where I didn't know about the Lord. Uh, We, you know, always prayed at dinner, but like I was never really having like a heart on fire for Christ until my 20s and more specifically in the year 2020, where (laughs) we'll get into that in a second. Um, But when I started my business, I was very easily influenced by culture, like my life leading up to when I started my business um, it see, it, you know, I, I, uh, in college, I, I did a lot of drinking. I did a lot of partying. Um, like I just, I, I always believed in the Lord, but I just, I was, I guess what you would call very lukewarm, like praise God. And then I'm going to go take three shots at the bar. Like that was my life just to be transparent with you. And because I was so lukewarm in my faith, I mean, I was, I brought that into my business. And so when I started my business again, like, like I said, I was very easily influenced. First of all, I had no idea what I was doing. All I knew is that I was going to start this fitness coaching business. I had a degree in my back pocket in nutrition and dietetics, and I couldn't find a job. So darn it, I was going to go out and create the dream job. And so I just randomly started posting on social media, just kind of, it was the equivalent of like throwing spaghetti at the wall, you know, just trying to see what would stick. And um, I ended up joining a group coaching program that was, phenomenal when it when it comes to business strategy but the truth is that I was mentored by non-believers when I started out in my coaching business and I because I was lukewarm myself I didn't really see this as a problem um just little side note here it's a huge problem huge red flag but at the time I didn't really see it as a problem and so I started Um, you know, putting all these business practices into play and they they were great. It was a wonderful business strategy. I mean, these people were really educated when it comes, when it came to building an online coaching business on Instagram, but when it came to the moral values, when it came to spiritual values, when it came to, um, are we saying universe or are we saying Jesus? That's where it was very, very blurry. And in 2020, like everybody else in the world, my world was flipped upside down. I mean, obviously, you know, everybody that's listening to this knows that, you know, the world was shut down, COVID hit, you know, people were, were staying indoors. And I had this like spiritual awakening to Jesus. Like I, I was always a believer, 
you know, I, I, I had, you know, one foot in, one foot out. Like I always knew about Jesus, but in 2020, that's when like the Lord really kind of shook me out of my worldliness and set me on solid ground. And I'm not here to pretend like I'm a perfect person because I am certainly not a perfect person. I make mistakes each and every day. But from that point on in 2020, I made it a point to be submitted to Christ. I started uh, listening to sermons. I mean, I mean, churches were shut down. So, I mean, it was, it was online sermons for us as everybody else. Uh, so my husband and I started listening to sermons more. We, I, I even started tithing, which was a huge step for me because, um, i.e. we had no money and tithing when you have no money is extremely challenging. Tithing just in general is challenging, but when tithing, when you have no money seems just even all the more challenging. Um, and the Lord really just called me in a different direction in my business. I left the fitness coaching industry. Um, I, pivoted into business coaching. And it was during that time that I I started observing a lot of things in the online coaching space. And one of the things that I was observing is that there were a whole bunch of online coaches that I had been following. And these coaches, they really seemed like they had it all together. I mean, they were posting that they were having these big um, these big cash months, they were, they were making six figures, seven figures. And all of a sudden it felt like to me, like a whole bunch of coaches just like went off the grid, just like disappeared, which was really weird and honestly uncomfortable for me because these were people that I looked up to. And so for me, I was sitting here thinking, oh my goodness, if this person that I have spent the last several months, if not a year looking up to, if their business failed and they seemed like they were so successful and I was like completely modeling my entire business off of theirs, then what does that mean for me and my business? And I kind of, it, it was, it was just an eerie feeling, you know, like you would go to their Instagram page and you would look at like the last time they posted content. It was like, it was, it had been months. It was like looking at a graveyard. Like, I mean, there was just, it was, it was nothing there. And then I realized by the Lord's grace and his holy word, which is alive and breathing and can speak to us in just most intimate of ways, I realized that many of them had made this one mistake that I too was making at the time um, that I want to share with you today. And the way that I want to bring this to your attention is I want to read you a verse from the book of Psalms. And this is this verse is Psalm 127, verse 1. I'm reading it from the NLT version. It says, Unless the Lord builds a house, the work of the builders is wasted. I'm going to read that one more time just to kind of let that sink into your spirit. Unless the Lord builds a house, the work of the builders is wasted. And so friend, the mistake that I was realizing so many of these coaches were making that I had been making myself was we were building a business that was not built on the foundation of Christ. We were building a business without God. And when I read this verse, I mean, this verse just says it just straightforward. It says the work of the builders is wasted. Now, I don't know about you, but I hate wasting things. Like I hate wasting time. I hate wasting money. I hate wasting energy. And at the time that like I was realizing a whole lot of this, I didn't have a whole lot of money. So every, every dime that was wasted was like 
Like that, that, that could have been money going to our groceries. That could have been money going to our rent. That could have been money going to pay off debt or to save for a house that we so desperately wanted. Um, I, I hated the idea of wasting these resources that were given to me. And I had, it was during this time that I was kind of realizing this, oh my gosh, like when we build a business without partnership with the Lord, like it is, it, it, it can be doomed to fail. Um, the Lord brought this revelation to me. He said, you know, building a business without God is like building a mansion on sand. It will eventually fall apart. Now, I don't really remember at what point I stumbled upon this next verse that I'm going to read to you, but it's so amazing the confirmation of when the Lord drops something in your spirit and then confirms it by his word. That's where we're, that's what I'm saying when I say like the word of God is alive and Pastor Michael Todd, if you don't know him, please go listen to him. He's from Transformation Church. He has a saying that says, um, the Bible is the only book that when you read it, it reads you back. And this verse totally confirms the revelation that the Lord dropped in my spirit about building a mansion on sand and how it would eventually fall apart. So this is from Matthew 7, 24. Anyone who listens to my teaching and follows it is wise, like a person who builds a house on solid rock. Through the rain comes or though the rain comes in torrents and the floodwaters rise and the winds beat against that house, it won't collapse because it is built on bedrock. Now, this sounds really interesting to me because this part of the verse is talking about um, rain coming in torrents and floodwaters and, and winds beating against the house. And that seems like to me like a whole lot of 2020. Like that was the the equivalent of what was happening in our world. And it seemed like these coaches were experiencing this, this huge change in our world. And it was a challenging change at that. And it felt like their businesses collapsed because it wasn't built on solid ground. Okay, diving back into the verse. So this continues by saying, but anyone who hears my teaching and doesn't obey is foolish, like a person who builds a house on sand. When the rains and floods come and the winds beat against the house, it will collapse with a mighty crash. So again, you can see how this verse confirms the revelation that the Lord laid on my heart that building a business without the Lord is like building a mansion on sand. It will eventually collapse. It may be beautiful. The mansion may look gorgeous. But when the first storm comes, when the pandemic hits, when um, something unexpected happens, when something that seems like a storm hits your life, if your mansion, if your business is not built on solid ground, it is going to collapse. And the problem is that I see too many coaches that are building their businesses on sand. And when you think about sand, it's very unstable. It's it, it it at the slightest touch, sand moves. Like when you put your foot in sand, it leaves an imprint. Sand is very easily moved. Um, just by like brushing your hand across the sand, you can move it. Like like it's it's very easy to move it. And when I think about uh, where I was prior to this like spiritual awakening that I had to Jesus in 2020. I felt like, like, like I see how I was like sand. Like my business was like sand. I was very easily 
um, influenced, very easily moved. Um, I would be going this way and that way and, and with whatever the trend was on Instagram and with whatever the newest coach that I just found that seemed like they were super, super successful. And I would start um, saying, oh, well, well, they're doing it that way and they're making a whole lot of money. So, so that must be the right way. Oh, yeah, yeah, no, no, no. That's the right way to build a business. And when we don't have an anchor, when we are not built on bedrock, when we are not finding our foundation in Christ, that is one of the symptoms, if you will, um, of not having your foundation on Christ. You are easily movable, whether you're constantly following trends, whether you're constantly pivoting from this idea to that idea or the other, whether you're constantly just, just, just going with the wind and the waves, that is a sign that we're not anchored in Christ, that we're not built on the strong foundation of what the Lord has called us to. And this uh, verse came up, it's Ephesians 4, 11 through 16. I'm going to read it to you. And it confirms again, this concept of when we are not anchored in Christ, we're easily movable. It says, so Christ himself gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the pastors, and teachers to equip his people for works of service. I just want to pause right here. Teaching is the spiritual gift behind a lot of coaches. So coaching is a form of teaching. And right here, it's literally saying Christ gave apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers to equip his people for works of service. Reading that again is just confirmation of to me because I feel that my spiritual gift is teaching and the Lord has called me to teach other women how to use their God-given gifts to bring glory. Sorry, Baker just shook his collar. <laughs> I'm not even going to edit that part out. <laughs> Y'all, if you guys have dogs that have collars and you're recording a podcast, just I forgot to take their collars off before I quit record. Anyway, diving back in, there's Memphis. See, when one does it, the other does it. <laughs> Anyway, this is real life, fam. I'm not re-recording this. Anyway, I'm I'm working through perfectionism. Anyway, going back. So I feel that my spiritual gift is teaching and essentially coaching other women how to use their God-given gift to bring glory to the kingdom and bring finances into their family. And that's exactly what this verse is saying here from a spiritual perspective um, where he's giving teachers to equip his people for works of service so that the body of Christ may be built up until we all reach unity in faith and in the knowledge of the Son of God and become mature, attaining to the whole measures of the fullness of Christ. Here's the part where I really want you to hone in because this is where it's talking about when we're not anchored, we can flip-flop all over the place. Then we will no longer be infants tossed back and forth by the waves and blown here and there by every wind of teaching and by the cunning and craftiness of people in their deceitful scheming. Doesn't that seem a lot like the coaching space? Like when I see online business coaches, and it's very common to see new age beliefs in the online coaching space just in general, but I see it a lot in the business space where people will say things like, oh my gosh, I just read um, a, a caption. I just saw somebody this morning talking about how um, she was having this wildly successful business that she had been featured in Forbes. And she said this line in, in her caption, where she said, um, put yourself out there first, take that first step and the universe will catch up. Like, what? Friend, that is like, why are we even, the universe, manifestation, all of these things are just 
polluting the coaching industry. And it sounds really cool. It sounds really intriguing. But really, it is the blind leading the blind. And in that verse from Ephesians, it was just talking about how um, we would be blown here and there by every wind of teaching and by the cunning and craftiness of people and their deceitful scheming. Friend, new age beliefs, people telling you that you can manifest a million dollars in your business, that you just have to call your clients in from the universe. That is deceitful scheming. That is false teaching. And it is all over the coaching industry. Friends, we need an anchor. We have to build our business on solid ground. We are representing the kingdom. And whether you uh, have a business that is um, talking about Jesus specifically or maybe not talking about Jesus specifically, but you represent him in everything you do, we have to have our foundation on Christ. Um, Psalm 16, 8 says, I keep my eyes always on the Lord with him at my right hand. I will not be shaken. I am reminded of when Peter was called to come out onto the water, step out onto the waves by Jesus. And Peter was walking on water. And the second, the second that Peter took his eyes off of Jesus was the moment that he started to sink. I love how the Bible confirms principles over and over and over. The Bible's very consistent in its message. And when we read this verse from Psalm, I, I keep my eyes always on the Lord with him at my right hand. I will not be shaken. Friends, this is telling us that if we want to be business owners that aren't just here for one season and gone for the next. If we want to have a business that is able to withstand the storms of life, if we want to have a business that reflects Christ and is built on the foundation of his kingdom, we have to keep our eyes on the Lord. So I wanted to um, have the second half of this episode today. I want to bring you three practical ways to build a business with God. Because honestly, like we can talk about that all day long. Um, you know, I can, I can tell you, uh, <laughs> till my, my, uh, voices run out that, Hey, you, you, you need to build a business with God, build a business with God. And, and that sounds amazing. Like we all want to do that. Right. But like how, 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 how do we actually do that? And so I want to break this down practically, um, on just some really tangible ways that you can do that. These are not all the ways that you can build a business with God. I'm sure there's a million more, but there's, here's, these are three ways that, um, I really felt led to share with you practical ways that you can submit your business to the Lord. Um, and kind of going back to that original verse that we started the episode off with, um, it says that unless the Lord builds a house, the work of the builders is wasted. So friends, you may, you can even think of this as how do we avoid wasting time, money, and energy when it comes to our business by building it with God? Because again, if you're anything like me, you don't want to waste your resources. I do not want to go 90 miles an hour in the wrong direction just to realize, oh my goodness, I'm not where God wants me to be. Had I just gone to him first, had I just talked to him first, had I just built the business with him I would have, I, I would probably be a little bit farther along by now. Um, and God is sovereign and, and full of grace and he's a redeemer. Um, and he's, he's always going to welcome us back. But if we can avoid wandering off in the first place, then let's do that. So here are three practical ways that you can build a business with God. The first one is go to the Lord 
first. When you first have the idea, hey, I want to start an online coaching business, before you just go on Instagram, change your Instagram bio, start throwing content out there like I did, I want you to first pray about it, journal about it, write down your ideas, and make sure that your desire to start a business is actually a desire coming from the Lord rather than a desire coming from you. And here is why. If you call yourself to something, you have to sustain it. If God calls you to something, he will sustain it. I don't know about you, but I think the quickest way to burn out is having to sustain something yourself. If the Lord has anointed you for this work, you are going to have a wildly different experience building your online coaching business than if you are calling yourself to this space. So first and foremost, if you feel like you're being called to have an online coaching business, go to the Lord first, pray about it, ask him about it, and ask him to confirm that. And to take that that thought a step further, go to God with an actual journal, with a blank piece of paper and a pen, and ask him for vision for your business. That was the game changer, friends, in my business. When I went to the Lord, it was January 2021. It was the start of the year. And I said, God, what do you want for my business this year? What do you you want? Don't let any of my own plans come down on this piece of paper, Father. Let all of the the things that are written on this piece of paper, let them all be your plans and your your vision for the business. Friends, that doing, by doing that, the plans that actually came down on that piece of paper led to uh, some of the largest cash months that my business has had. It, It led to the biggest launch that I've ever had. And God is so perfect and so good. Um, it, the cash that I made from the plans that he gave me in that moment when I asked him for a vision was the cash that helped us have a down payment for a house that was right around the corner that we didn't, we didn't know was right around the corner because we had been really desiring a house for a long time. We were in this little itty bitty little apartment and, uh, we were believing and hoping (laughs) that God was going to make a way for us to get a house. And he did, and he did it in such a sovereign way, in such a way that it could only have been him. We were in the craziest housing market we had ever been in. Houses were going for $50,000 over asking price. We didn't experience any of that. We found the exact house, like down to the details, the exact house that I had been dreaming of in the exact location. And it was at the most perfect price point. There was no bidding war, uh, it, it was, it, it could only have been God. And he gave me plans just right before that, before I even knew that I was, we were going to need this cash for a down payment. He gave me plans in my business in order to help provide for the cash flow that we would need for that down payment. He, see, God is not a God that's just looking at your business. He's also looking at every other area of your life and how it all fits together. So it is worth your time to, before you just false start and just run and, and just go with your own plans, it is worth your time to pause and go to him first. When you experience a roadblock in your business, I challenge you to go to God before you go to a human. Give God an opportunity just to speak the solution directly to you himself. Now he can speak in a variety of ways. And yes, he absolutely can speak to you through other people, but let's not use other people as a crutch because we are insecure about whether or not God's going to actually give us the answer directly himself. So that's practical way. Number one, go to the Lord first. 
with your business ideas, with your business plans, with your problems in your business, go to the Lord first. The second thing, if you're going to invest in mentorship in your business, please make sure that your coach is filled with the Holy Spirit. Now you may be saying, Cammy, um, is that just you trying to get us to invest in you? Friend, that's actually biblical advice. Okay, so Luke 6, 39. Then Jesus gave the following illustration. Can one blind person lead another? Won't they both fall into a ditch? Now let me first humble myself and tell you that I made this mistake multiple times. I have multiple times invested in non-believers, people who were not submitted to Christ. And each and every time there was a downfall, there was a consequence that I experienced in my business because I invested in somebody who was not submitted to the Lord. So let me just let me just help you to learn from my mistakes so that you don't have to experience the consequences that I have experienced in my business and find somebody, whether it's me or somebody completely different, Find somebody that is submitted to the Lord who can help mentor you and help you take your business to the place that God is calling you to go with it. That is practical way number two. If you're going to invest in mentorship, make sure that person is submitted to the Lord. And the last one, number three, tithe. Now, this is something that as believers, we are called to do this. Let me just, in case maybe that's an unfamiliar word, let me just tell you what that is. Um, tithing is when, hold on, let me just back up. Let me, let, let's just lay the foundation and understanding that everything we have, our house, our finances, our family, um, our, our, our spouses, like our children, like everything we have comes from the Lord. And tithing is returning 10% of what was already God's in the first place. And we see this most of the time in our finances. Some people, um, can, you know, people can kind of get into the conversation of like even tithing with our time. Um, for the sake of this conversation, I'm talking about tithing when it comes to your finances. Returning 10% of your finances that, that were already the Lord's in the first place. Everything, every penny in your bank account is the Lord's. And he's asking that we would trust him and honor him and submit to him by returning 10% of what is already his. Tithing is an act of surrender. It's an act of submission. And it's a symbolism, excuse me, symbolism that we are putting God above our finances. You know, if you, if you want to, um, one of, one of the ways that I think that, you know, we can practically, um, and honestly ask ourselves, Hey, does, does money have, is money an idol in my life? You know, one question I would have is, well, are you tithing? And that's not just an end-all, be-all, uh, generalized, you know, that, that, that statement, that question doesn't just solve everything when it comes to idolizing things and money. But that is one question that I would have if somebody's wondering, does, is money an idol in my life? Are you tithing? Because the act of tithing is symbolizing that we are putting God above our finances, that we're trusting him, that we we honor him, that we respect that everything we have comes from him. And so that we joyfully return 10% of what 100% is actually all his. And friend, please don't get caught up in, well, you know, maybe you're thinking, well, I'm not making that much in my business. And so if I were to tie, like it would honestly only be a couple dollars. Friend, there was a time and a season where um, I was tithing and, uh, it was, uh, I think I only tithed, it was either $7 or $17. Like when I tithed at one point and 
I remember looking at that and thinking, honestly, feeling silly, like, oh my gosh, the 10% of what I have is between seven and $17. Like that means I, I only made anywhere between 70 and $170 within that, that time period. And I remember thinking like, it's silly. Like, like God doesn't need this. Like, like this is all I have, but it's not about the dollar amount. Cause God is not lacking finances. Like um, I've heard a pastor say, like, it's not like the the light bill or the electric bill in heaven got too expensive for God. God doesn't need our money. It's an act of obedience. So it wasn't, God didn't care if I was tithing seven, 17 or $7,000. It was the act of obedience and the symbolism that, hey, God, I am going to put you over my fin- my finances in my life. So friend, I want to just kind of summarize this episode for you. Um, the mistake that I would challenge you to not make in your business when you're building this business is please don't build this business without God. Building a business without God is like building a mansion on sand. When the storm comes, not if, when the storm comes, the business is going to fall apart. And we want to avoid that. We want a business that is long lasting, that can last throughout the seasons of our life. And three ways that we can practically build a business with God is to A, go to the Lord first. B, If you're going to invest in mentorship, please make sure that your mentor is filled with the Holy Spirit and see, show God that you are putting him above your finances by returning 10% of what is already his by tithing. Friend, I thank you so much for tuning in with me today. I know that you could list, there are millions, if not billions of podcasts out there in the world that you could have uh, taken the time to tune into today. And so I thank you for taking the time to tune into mine. And I would also love to hear from you. Uh, I would I want to invite you to come hang out with me on Instagram. So I post two podcast episodes a week on Mondays and Thursdays, but I am hanging out on Instagram every day, Monday through Friday. I take the weekends off. That's like my, my social media fast for the week. But I want you to come hang out with me Monday through Friday. I am always putting out some really amazing content, even more content than um, what you're hearing here on the podcast. I'm putting out content like on my Instagram story, almost every single day, Monday through Friday on Instagram. Um, I do a lot of mini trainings and I just love having conversations with women. Lots of women have come and followed me from the podcast where they found me on the podcast. And I just would love to, I would love to talk with you. I'd love to hear your story. I'd love to hear how this episode ministered to your heart and what the Lord spoke to you through uh, this episode today. So please come hang out with me on Instagram. My handle is at Cami.Wilkie. That is C-A-M-I-E dot W-I-L-K-E. I am there Monday through Friday, hanging out on my Instagram stories, and I would love to chat with you. I will see you on Monday, friend, on the Bible's Babies and Business podcast. Have a great weekend. Hi, friend. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Bible's Babies and Business podcast. If you learned something from today's episode, or if it blessed you in any way, I would love to know. You can head over to Apple Podcasts and leave me a review, and I may just read your review on the show. Thank you again for being here, and I pray that God would fill you with peace in your faith, your motherhood, and your business, because you were made for this.